This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards with you, and thank you for being with me this week. So we're going to get to a couple of emails, but uh, I, I, there was another story, actually, that I had sent myself that I wanted to talk about. This was from the Washington Post a few days ago, Jim Tankersley, in the uh, Wonk blog. Uh, the headline, a very bad sign for all but America's biggest cities. He writes that Americans in small towns and rural communities are dramatically less likely to start new businesses than they have been in the past, an unprecedented trend that jeopardizes the economic future of vast swaths of the country. He says the recovery from the Great Recession has seen a nationwide slowup in the creation of new businesses. What growth has occurred has largely been confined to a handful of large and innovative areas, including Silicon Valley in California, New York City, and parts of Texas, according to a new analysis of Census Bureau data by the Economic Innovation Group, which is a research and advocacy organization uh, that Tankersley says was founded by Silicon Valley entrepreneur Sean Parker and a small group of investors. He also writes that economists say the concentration of startup activity is unusual. In the early 1990s recovery, 125 counties combined to generate half the total new business establishments in the country. That's out of, I think, over 6,000 counties. So even then, you're talking about a fairly small number of counties leading the way in terms of the, uh, the recovery. In this recovery, he writes, just 20 counties have generated half the growth. Tankersley says the data suggests that highly populated areas are not adding startups faster now than they did in the past. They appear simply to be treading water. But rural areas have seen their business formation fall off a cliff. Economists say say the divergence appears to reflect a combination of trends, Tankersley writes, all of which have harmed small businesses in rural America. Those include the rise of big box retailers such as Walmart, the loss of millions of manufacturing and construction jobs across the country, and a pullback in business lending that appears to have stung small-town and rural borrowers particularly hard. You know, I, I, I when I read this a few days ago, I went looking for uh, evidence of this in uh, Farmville. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, Farmville may be bucking the trend uh, a little bit. We We have not had any uh, new businesses that have opened that have provided large numbers of jobs. Uh, no, no, no new businesses like that have opened. But we are seeing some small businesses open. Um, on Main Street in Farmville, unlike a lot of Main Streets in a lot of small towns around the country, most of the storefronts are actually open. They're not closed. They're not vacant. They're not dusty. And we've had some new uh, businesses open up. We had a... Um, a, a cigar shop and a hookah lounge actually open up a couple doors down 
from the uh, NRA News Studios on Main Street in Farmville, Virginia, uh, just a couple of months ago. A uh, veteran-owned business, by the way. We've had a couple of vapor stores open up in the uh, past year or so. I'm not sure how the FDA regulations are going to affect those. Actually, I think I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, the FDA regulations are not going to be good for these uh, independent uh, vapor shops. Uh, we've got a, uh, a, 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 again, I think I've talked about this on the program before, this very cool uh, wine uh, bazaar almost that is uh, opening up um, uh, in Farmville in a couple of months, and you're going to be able to go and uh, sample, uh, I think, more than a dozen Virginia wineries. Uh, so, so that's some new economic activity in Farmville. Um, at the same time, let's see, we've had a restaurant close uh, over the past, well, I guess longer than I, I remember now that I'm thinking about it. It's probably been about six months or so. But uh, we had one of the uh, the restaurants in Farmville, the Huddle House, closed. I never had a chance to eat at the Huddle House. Actually, I had plenty of chances. I just never ate at the Huddle House. And maybe I'm responsible for its demise. But the uh, the Huddle House closed down. Uh, there may have been a couple of other... That's the only business, actually, that I can think of that is actually closed in Farmville. In the meantime... You've had uh, quite a bit of construction work. Uh, the old Southern States uh, a co-op building, which is this cool old mill building, five stories tall, uh, that's actually being turned into loft apartments. And I've been told that there's going to be retail on the bottom. I mean, it's like, it's like the Farmville Town Center. It's crazy. It's, it's completely unlike what uh, uh, Farmville was like just a few years ago. We've had uh, a lot of health care actually move into Farmville, which is which is good because uh, I've also been seeing a lot of stories about the demise of rural health care and the crisis in rural health care. So in addition to uh, the hospital there in Farmville, we have a new cath lab that has opened up uh, and a, uh, I believe another uh, a big a clinic that has opened up in Farmville as well. So I'm not saying that uh, Prince Edward County, Virginia, is leading the way in economic innovation, but uh, uh, thankfully, in Farmville at least, we seem to be holding our own. No manufacturing jobs, not a uh, not a lot of of, of new unskilled uh, labor openings, but uh, at least we've had some new opportunities for employment uh, in Farmville. All right, so I want to get to a, a couple of your emails that have uh, come in over the past few days. Uh, we'll start with an update from Trent. Last uh, we uh, talked, we told you about Trent and his appendix, uh, his former appendix, I should say. And uh, Trent writes in and says, first, thank you for the well wishes on the last podcast. Uh, without getting too deep in the weeds, my appendix was about to burst and as such was nasty, according to the surgeon. So I had a little infection to deal with before I could go home. I was in the hospital until Wednesday after my admittance on Sunday night. Trent says, I don't think anybody feels as fast as they would like, but I'm able to get around to this point with limited pain. And aside from heavy lifting, shameless passive book plug for Cam, all is normal, writes Trent. And he says the garden got planted the Monday of NRA annual meeting week, so before the appendix issue. Uh, the beans, the kale, the carrots, the lettuce, the cabbage all look good. Trent says, I've had to replant the melons and the squash. The uh, beans look as good as they have to date. And he says, I had to wait almost two weeks later than I wanted. Because we had back-to-back frosts on the 15th and 16th of May, which happened to be when my sweet potatoes arrived. So they had to sit until after the meetings, along with my potato and pepper plants, which family planted for me while I was in the hospital. The sweet potatoes were sent as bare roots, and if half make it, I'll be surprised, says Trent. 
I had them in a warm window uh, with and uh, mulched the roots, but they had uh, to wait for the weather to break. I think he said I had them in a warm window uh, with mulch for the roots, but they had to wait for the weather to break. So who knows, he says. These strawberries are starting to turn quickly. Trent says this is the third year for the patch, and it's loaded with berries. We'll be moving them to a raised bed next year, but in the meantime, bring on the shortcake. Yeah, you know, we haven't done strawberries, and unfortunately our blueberries took a hit. We had that late freeze. We have one bush uh, that has berries on it, and the rest, lots of green, but uh, they, were, they never flowered. Actually, they were flowering when we had the freeze, and that basically killed off uh, any of the uh, potential blueberries out there. So we're not going to have a, a very berry-tastic summer trend. I'm glad that you are uh, when it comes to the uh, strawberries. Now, when it comes to uh, the chickens, Trent says the pullets and the cockerel are fully integrated now with our three older hens. The boss hen ended up in chicken jail, the old coop, for a day and a half to adjust her attitude. But other than that, it's just been normal pecking order nonsense. The bigger issue is actually getting the older girls to lay in the new rollout nest boxes. But after a few days of lifting them into the boxes, they figured it out. Of course, the usual trick of putting decoy eggs in the boxes didn't work because they would roll out. Well, there, there you go. But I'm glad they got the hang of it, at least, Trent. Uh, and Trent says, lastly, before the annual meeting for the National Rifle Association, I got our arbor and our trellis built for the addition of blackberries, raspberries, and grapes. Just another adventure, Trent says. Thanks again for the well wishes. He says, the fireside episode was a pleasure. It is finally time for some of that here as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing another uh, fireside episode of 40 Acres and a Fool. I like it a lot better than the uh, uh, cheap motel room version of 40 Acres and a Fool, to be honest with you. Brian also wrote in as well, says, uh, uh, talking about last week's episode, between it's just a made-up word like haagen and almond nipples are really tiny. Brian says, I'm afraid my dashboard may never be clean again. You gotta watch out for those almond nipples. They are hard to find. On a more sanitary note, says Brian, who was it that we heard giggling in the background of the most recent episode? Was that daughter number one or daughter number five? That was daughter number five. Daughter number one uh, is back home, and hopefully we'll get to see her again at uh, at Christmas time. But uh, yeah, that was daughter number five who likes being an audience for Forty Acres and a Fool, and I think it's kind of cool that uh, that she likes that. You know, she's she's at the age now. She's 11. She's just getting to the, the age where parents become stupid, right? And, and parents are all of a sudden creatures to be avoided. So it's nice that when the, uh, the microphone comes out and it's time for us to start recording the podcast, that uh, daughter number five wants to sit down and, and wants to listen and hear what we're talking about. I think that's really cool. She says, uh, I'm sorry, Brian says, uh, at any rate, I'm glad to hear that you're keeping the podcast going. I realize it's a fairly thankless task, and I'm sure the advertisements don't pay you enough for your time, but it's far and away my favorite podcast, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. Well, Brian, thank you very much for the kind words. Um, yeah, let's. we won't talk about the, the money, because that's not why I do that, because I'd have to actually make some money if that was the reason why, and I don't, uh, with a podcast. But, you know, it, it really, for me, I don't want it to be uh, an obligation because I don't get paid for this, because I didn't want to do this to help me get on Fox News. I didn't want to do this to to get a book deal. I I, I wanted to do this because... 
I know that I'm not the only one and we're not the only family that, that, that wants to raise some of their own food, that wants to have animals, that wants to have a space of their own. And I wanted to, to share that experience that we're going through and to hear from others and have that conversation. That, that, that's, that's why I do this each and every week. Um, and I want to, I want that to continue to be the reason. So I don't ever want to feel like, okay, it's Wednesday night or okay, it's Thursday. I really got to do a podcast. I, I want it to be something that I like forward, that I look forward to. And I think for a little bit, it did start to feel like an obligation just because of my schedule and how busy things were. And, you know, when I wasn't working with NRA News Cam and Company, I wanted to be at home and I wanted to be doing stuff outside and I wanted to spend time with my family. Um, but I, I think I've got it squared away now, Brian, where it's this is this is not an obligation. Uh, it, it, it doesn't feel like that. And it hasn't for the last couple of weeks. Uh, instead, you know, again, getting a chance to to, to meet people in Louisville who uh, I've never heard from via email who um, I've never had any contact with before. And they say, you know, we're listening every week and, and we love the podcast and thank you for what you do. I'm hoping that I can actually prompt them to write in too, but we'll see. One thing again, I do know is that I, I really would like this to be a conversation. Some weeks it may be a conversation uh, more with Miss E. Some weeks it may be a conversation uh, that uh, revolves more around you. But uh, either way, when we uh, get together, whether it's at the kitchen table or uh, beside the fire or when we get together in a cheap motel room in the suburbs of Washington, D.C., as weird as that sounds, I want it to be a conversation and I want to have that sense of community because it's very important to me. So thank you for being a part of this week's edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. Again, if you would, please keep me seeing your thoughts and your prayers, and hopefully she'll be feeling better very soon. And we'll be talking again next week with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.